This is Hers and Hers and His, a Threes Company podcast. I'm Tucker. I'm Matteo. And I'm Jinx. audience there's this little countdown timer that gives us a five second you know little countdown and mm-hmm. then in that space tucker always is so he's, he's given to doing things that are crazy now and so when we come into the podcast we have zero control over sounding like hyenas so mm-hmm. thank you for nothing tucker Patrell. Uh, yelling about vietnam you're welcome come on <laughs> oh we're well, happy Happy day to you two. Uh, happy day. Happy day, everyone. Happy day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I applaud for that. Happy oh, days. Nice. Happy night. <laughs> oh. Well, I was going to say the, the day of the week that it is, but then people like will listen to it yeah. whenever they do. And yeah, so, it doesn't matter. Happy, happy day. day of the week. Yeah, happy this day. Yeah, I hope you're Whatever having a great day. Whatever day you're having. I hope it's isn't great. that isn't that terrible about what happened today? Oh yeah, the news today was yeah. Awful. Oh, the news, news was, was terrible, oh. terrible. But then terrible. that one good but thing it's happened. Remember that one good thing? Nope, nope, <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> well, duh. now it's, oh. it's now we're all it's up timeless. To date. No. <laughs> totally timeless. All right, uh, that's not what we're here to talk no, about. We're not here to talk about any of that, which we weren't even really talking about. We weren't talking about anything. <laughs> No, we're not here to talk about no. nothing. We're here to talk about um, season four, episode twenty-four of the TV program Three's Company, entitled <laughs> "The Goodbye Guy." Oh, Three's Company, you say? Now, <clears throat> can you believe that we're on episode twenty-four of twenty-five? Right? That means. Mm-hmm. We're coming into fifth season, and it, what's crazy to me is that I, for some reason, I thought Suzanne Summers left a lot sooner than she left. No, but yeah. no, she's she's all the way through four seasons of this show, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Next week will be the season finale. Yeah, oh, what happens? Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. Speaking of next week, what did you say this episode was about last week? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> last uh, week, Maddie Balls week. predicted that uh, Ralph Furley comes back. Ding, 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 ding. He's been busy antiquing. Oh. Well... <laughs> but his brother Bart is ready to fire him because it's fallen into oh. disrepair. Oh, but Bart. Bart, Bart, that's, Bart that's is an issue close. here. Yeah. yeah. That's um, pretty close. And he enlists the kids to help him get everything done so he doesn't become the titular goodbye guy. Goodbye guy. Well, okay. I I mean I think you have. Yeah, 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 it's pretty if good. We can do this in fractions. Yeah. I, I give half. You know what's interesting here, though? Uh, you didn't bring Larry. I can. In I can no, you always. You always bring do. Larry oh, that's in. so. 
that's so odd. I do, and I and I should have, and because yeah. Larry, of course, was going to come in to maybe help. Maybe I just didn't get it written um, down. You know, it's. Well, I'm gonna have to listen to last week's episode say. again. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No, but I really do feel that to. my psychic powers are engorged. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a yeah. full half this last that week. Was pretty good. All right, but that's not exactly what happens. No. In the goodbye in guy. The, and this is a weird episode because I tell you what, when I was writing up, you know, I write up the little episode descriptions, mm-hmm. right? So I know what all the episodes are about. And so I'm writing up the little episode descriptions, and this episode was described two totally different ways. Mm. Oh. Like as if two totally different stories. Mm-hmm. And Oh, what and was I, it what were they? Well, I don't want to say them now because I'll just summarize the whole thing. Right. But um, I'll tell you at the end. Well, okay. We'll stick a pin here and then extract the pin later Later. in the episode. Okay. 20 bucks says we never come back to this. And I'm just – because I have – my memory shot. Yeah, yeah. probably not. Probably not. Jason, tell us what we did here. Right. Yeah. Someone someone will remind us in a few weeks. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be great. Oh, yeah. God bless the audience. So the goodbye guy. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, here, here it we is. go. We're starting here it is. out. This is it. Jumping in. Jumping in. We begin outside Furley's door, right. basically, at the bottom of the stairs, where Larry is coming down the stairs dressed in all the tennis. He always is tennising. But he is tennising hard. Yeah, he is tennising Williams. Like, yes. <laughs> he has got a sweater tied around his, Come on. his, Come on. his neck. And what it is that? a thick you can't, you sweater. You can't just throw that in there. Yeah. What? It's tennising Williams. Tennising Williams, yeah. Um, I was I all I saw was his legs coming down those stairs. Mm. Yeah, big, his up big to the thigh, thigh naked thigh action. legs. Yeah. I was like, his there's jams. Larry just showing skin. <laughs> yeah, you know it's his favorite thing to do. Just yeah, walk around. Is it still gams when it's a guy? Is there a word so. sticks? Sticks? Yeah, you're but, walking around on sticks. Still, Come on, I think that's still ladies. Look at the sticks on that dame, that yeah. sort of thing. His trunky logs. His trunky <laughs> logs. I think that's traditionally what people call them, yeah. <laughs> Look at that fellow's oh, trunky oh, logs. Gross. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Ow. Yeah. Trunky logs. Trunky logs. Trunky oh, logs. Them hairy logs. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, so his chunky okay, so lo- logs, whatever, his chunky logs. Yeah, yeah. chunky logs. Oh, that's the, that's you know what? Those are worse. Okay, so his chunky logs are coming down the stairs, and he's got his little tennis shorts on. He's got a headband, headband, wristbands. wristbands. Oh, a headband. Yeah. Oh, and wristbands. And this yeah. is 1980, which yeah. I yeah. thought that sort of headband, wristband fashion was later, but I guess it's. Mm-hmm. I guess we're coming into yeah. aerobics fashion already. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Sure. Yeah. For sure. And he's got a big, like, custom tennis bag that has, like, a racket holder and his, the fitness bag all in one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Larry's coming down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Larry's okay. coming down the stairs. 12 minutes and later. Furley's and Furley's there. Exiting his apartment, and they run into each other, and um, 
Larry, Larry's uh, hooking Furley up with a new dentist. Right. Like this has been previously discussed and Larry's Mm -hmm. like, oh, here's that number you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Furley's got some dentist issues and all this, but then he's, he's also got a headache. And so he's, he's on his way upstairs to ask the kids. Well, they asked Larry for some aspirin. Yeah, that's right. And Larry says he doesn't have any because he ran out on his last date when she was like, I just have a headache. I have a headache. Right. So he always keeps him around, obviously, but he He's, ran out. So he was drugging his last date and he ran With out aspirin. of <laughs> <Yeah>. aspirin. <laughs> that, now, now that's what, that's what I thought it sounded like at first, but then he makes it seem like it was just an excuse that she came up with to get out of having sex with him. Yeah. Oh, uh, sure, sure. Which was better. It's, it's a better joke. It was yeah. better. I got scared for a second there. I was like, oh, but so so Furley's like I'm gonna go up and ask the kids whatever right so Larry leaves Furley goes up so now we're in the apartment and the girls uh Chrissy's like bent over in the couch like looking for something and Janet's up in the up by the windows looking for something Chrissy's like crawling over the couch yeah and Chrissy's wearing like those short shorts with the suspenders and the Mm -hmm. you know and uh and it's cute because Janet has on little overalls like they both they both look like little tiny dolls little tiny little tiny babies and Jack's Jack had on those like blue pants with that like floral shirt yeah and uh, this kind of crazy cloth belt, like, super duper eighties. But like, I haven't seen Jack wear something like this. Like it, it, I don't know. It was kind of weird in that it was a little more dressy than Jack usually is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was it was such a weird outfit. I, I don't. And then I, and I didn't realize. I didn't. I wish I had known what that fabric was. That with the top was made because it looks silky or polyester. It's like mm. it was rayon. weird. It was crazy. Yeah, it was it could rayon. Have been rayon. Rayon. Yeah. rayon. It's rayon. Um, yeah, it's rayon. Yeah, it was different, but I feel like he must dress like this a lot because it didn't feel like foreign to me or anything. No. It yeah, yeah, right it's, well. but it's interesting to see Jack's yeah. style evolve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, Jack comes in. And- so Jack comes in. The girls are looking for Chrissy's missing gold charm. Mm-hmm. And which we never come back to for whatever reason. Nope. Jack finds it. Jack finds and it. That's the end. That's it. That's yeah. the whole bit. There's and then a- it takes them both five minutes to put it on her bracelet. Yeah. Right. Together. So they sit down to do that together. And Janet answers the ding dong. And it's yeah. it's RF. RF. And um and he comes in and he he's wanting some aspirin, but he's also he also talks about how he's having a he's having a rough day, that he really likes Nancy in his brother's accounts receivable department because she's so delicate and and light. What else he describe her? Delicate <laughs> right. and something. Yeah, but I can't remember. And uh, but he's just you know he's just so low because Bart. You know, he was getting along fine with Nancy down there. And then yeah. Bart comes in and embarrasses him, makes him look small. He makes him write, I will not be late with the receipts 50 times. In front of Nancy. In front of Nancy. That's pretty, that's pretty bad. Bart pretty sounds bad. like a real jerk. This Bart. We're going to meet him eventually. I can't wait to but... meet Bart. We are. Yeah. We are. I can't wait to meet Bart. 
Um, and he says during his his letting all this out, says, I might as well be dead. You know, like, like one does. Yeah. You I mean, say things. Obviously, I mean, Furley's probably got some, some depression <clears throat> issues. Yeah. What's interesting to me is like he's supposed to come in and be like, you know, again, like the Ropers, he's supposed to be the foil, right? And he does that for about 15 seconds complaining about something with the kids that he's got to do. But this is the this is the thing about these writers is that, like, they write for these actors, which is fine, which is great. But it breaks the format of the show. Uh, Don Knotts is so likable and so hilarious that he's way, way more sympathetic and that's how we see him in this episode. Like he's a victim of terrible circumstance and it makes us feel so, you know, so much for him. We're, he's so, you know, he's, he's, he's the protagonist in this, weirdly the protagonist, although he is the antagonist, but he's weirdly the protagonist in this episode. And I, I love, I love this episode for, for Don Knotts. I thought he knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. He's great. So as he's going on and on, he uh, Jack Jack asks the girls if he could talk to them in the kitchen, real yeah. quick. And so they excuse themselves, and and uh, Furley asks if he can use the phone. Yeah. So he goes to the phone, and they go to the kitchen, and Jack's like, you know, I'm worried about Furley. I've never seen him like this. And and the girls are like, well, Chrissy mostly is like, yeah, he did say that thing about wishing he wasn't here, right. Or whatever. And like, oh no. Oh boy. Misunderstanding has occurred. You but don't then... think he's thinking about. <gasps> and so then we see that uh, Furley has called this dentist. Yeah, he's called the dentist and he's been like, no, he's like, he's going to have. Because he couldn't wait on. a few minutes to yeah. get home and make the phone call. No. No. He's going to have dental work done, but he can't have Novocaine because the sight of needles makes him, what, is he, what did he say? Faint. Faint. He faints. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, which I'd say great, you know, I'd love yeah, to that'd faint. Be faint. The, I'm just, I'll be, just leave me out. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so the dentist then offers gas. Yeah. And this is, a, Jack, of course, peeks in. Jack hears this part where and he says. Of course. Gas, and you say it's, it's painless? painless. Okay, okay, I'll take gas. I take gas. <gasps> Jack is just what? Oh my god! Like what he, he goes, called the suicide doctor? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's talking he, to Kavorkian. Yeah. Oh my god! So Good Jack, questions. Yeah. Jack can't believe it, and he tells so, the girls. He comes yeah. in, and he's like, "Oh my god, he's gonna end his life. He's gonna end his life. They must help." Well, did. Let's say that you were in a crazy set of circumstances. Is there somebody in your life that you could call that you know would help you handle your final business? Mm. No. No. Mm. I don't think I could put that on anybody. No. This no. reminds me of that episode of Golden Girls. When Sophia's friend asks her to come over as she does, she's going to do herself in. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that episode? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great episode. I know this is not a Golden Girls podcast. I That's know right. it is, but not, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, if it was somebody to help me hide a dead body, I know exactly who I would call, and that's Dustin Chalice. Carrot Top. Oh. Dustin Chalice. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Dustin Shalfo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For he's a hard at worker. Home, that is a, he's a quiet guy. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a friend of ours. He's a, he's a comic. Comics are the worst people. So they can definitely. Yeah. It's gotta be uh, a comic. If you know a comic, that's the guy you call. Oh, I see. Yeah. Cause you, oh, cause all of them have considered it at one point yeah. and have a plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> okay, so, Jack, so Jack hears this. Uh, all of a sudden, Tucker doesn't like any of our friends. No. So Jack is like, "Oh my god, he's gonna do it. He's gonna end his life." Yeah, we gotta help him. So they go back out. They're like, "What are we gonna do?" I don't know, but we gotta do it fast. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. So, Whatever okay. it is. So they go into Great. the other room. Huh? Oh, yeah. And they over. Yeah. They're like, That's we overheard great. you, and we overheard you. And they're like, he's like, what? And Janet says, you know, gas. gas? Oh. oh, that. You must think I'm a real wimp. Yeah, but he just can't stand the suffering. He can't. This is what he says. These are the words that they're using. The words they're using to describe <laughs> his dental problem. <laughs> Great. And uh, so then Jack says, uh, oh, who are they going to – who does he decide to call? He calls the suicide hotline. Oh, right, yeah. The suicide hotline. So he's like – He tells Chrissy to go take him in there and get some water for the aspirin. aspirin. And then Jack calls the suicide hotline. And but there's a whole. Why like, don't they just wait for Ralph to leave? Why does the call call have to right. happen? Right, they yeah. don't want to let him they go. Can't let him go. He what might, if he the gas guy all. shows up? What if the suicide? Oh God! Yeah. Fine, fine. Um, okay, no, no. You know but, what? It makes sense what you're saying in Three's company logic. Right. It takes them forever to get. Furley and Chrissy to the kitchen. Yeah, and then to deal because, with the water situation. Yeah. And, and he tells Chrissy to, you know, stall him yeah. in there with the water. But then, like, over-explaining why he, he should go in with Chrissy to get the water. And what, but and Furley's got all sorts of questions about that. It just goes it's on stupid. and on. But the best part about this whole section is that Jack calls the suicide hotline and they don't believe that he's not the person that wants to commit suicide. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so he's yes. like, no, actually, no, I have a lot going for me. I live with a couple of beautiful girls and pretty good looking, modest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so great. And, uh, That's the highlight, I think. There. Yeah. And so he he's... He's on the phone and he starts getting like, oh, there's a few things we need to know. Yeah. Okay. So he gets like the gremlins style rules for dealing with suicidal people. Right. Never leave him alone. Don't feed him after midnight. Don't feed him after midnight. Never get him wet. Right. Um, It's never leave him alone and make sure he feels wanted. Okay. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's the whole list. Yeah, that's the whole list. Okay. Thanks for the help. (sighs) Jesus. So, so Chrissy ends up dumping the water down the sink anyway, and Furley's like, "Whatever, I gotta get out of here." Yeah, and he busts out. And so Jack's like, "Their whole little business about the aspirin though was pretty cute." Like, I think I don't know that I've ever seen like Chrissy and Furley interact this much 
That's and it's like the blind leading the blind. Like they're so heightened as characters because yeah. yeah. you don't realize that until Jack and Janet are out of the room and you're like, whoa, these guys are over the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. It was a great moment. It was a great moment. Um, and so they, they start, they start pampering him. Basically, yeah, Janet's like, like, "Let me, him. let me take care of your headache," and she's rubbing his temples. And Jack then, puts his feet oh, up. Jack oh, puts his feet on the ottoman or whatever. And Chrissy, Chrissy gets a pillow for his back. Yeah, and they start making him feel so much better. And they're like, "Oh, isn't uh, that great, Mister Furley?" And Chrissy says, and Chrissy comes over and says, "I bet you to- totally forgot all about your brother Bart." Bart. 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 And he hops <laughs> up. He's got to go. He's got to leave. And Jack says, I'll go with you. And he's like, why? And then he's – they have to explain for another 12 minutes about how Jack's very upset oh with God. the girls because <laughs> they, they were very mean to him. I don't know. He makes up that they oh had a fight that Furley didn't hear that involved a lot of mouth noises. That's what oh, happens. Yep. Yep. Like that he says, so... Janet says, "Woo!" and like all oh, this, yeah. shit. it was ridiculous. Snort. And it just—it didn't really get the response I think he was looking for. No. You know, because it, was okay, oh, but it, wasn't, it just didn't have the right pace or cute, something. It's too cute by half. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's too bad. So then uh, they get out of there, and now we go to RFs, and it's. Hours later. Yeah, they've apparently, Jack and RF have been sitting on the couch directly beside each other for hours. Yeah. Just doing nothing. Just staring at the wall like you did in 1980. Yeah. There's nothing mm-hmm. going on. Yep. And uh, Jack's falling asleep. And then RF's like, hey, well, Jack, maybe you should go home. And he's like, no, late. I'm still mad at the girls. Yeah. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go to bed then. So he gets up and he goes to his room and Jack kind of falls asleep. He's like, okay, Jack, you just stay here on my couch. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And so then he comes out of his room and he says, I'm going to, I'm hungry. I'm going to make a sandwich. Do you want one? And Jack's asleep. Jack doesn't. And goes, yeah, yeah, whatever. And so RF goes into the kitchen and he comes back out with a big, like, Butcher, butcher knife. knife, like a huge knife, <laughs> like a Michael Myers knife, a floppy prop knife. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna make it's a great. sandwich with, and uh, he comes back and he's like, "I can't remember." He, he says, had some sandwich. He says, we got ham or we got bologna. What do you want, Jack? Yeah, and Jack. he wakes up when he says Jack, and he sees the knife, so he like runs at him, and they have a little. Oh my, oh my god. god! It's hilarious, and then. And then Don Knotts does this reaction thing yeah. where it's just so over the top. <laughs> and he's so cute because he's so scared of Jack. And, and he's dancing What's around, going on? You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 He's just so good at that. You know, his little bug eyes coming out of his head. It, this is those. This, this is the moment where you're just like, oh, I wish this guy was like my uncle or my grandpa or my dad. Because like, <laughs> just seems so funny and so cute. Yeah, love that guy. Yeah. And uh, this is when <clears throat> they both say sandwich a lot. Yeah, and they then, say um, sandwich. Sandwich. 
Yeah. Yeah. I didn't catch that. It's really, I think I had to hear it right in my head because I would have gotten too upset. Yeah. It it bothered me big time. I was like, no, 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 no. Oh. But then Jack lets, you know, tells Furley what's up, basically. He's like, well, we were, you know, you're going to kill yourself and we don't want you to kill yourself. And, And RF's like, what? And you thought I would, wait a minute. Oh no! I'm just so yeah. impressed, and he decides to milk it. Yeah, and he leans over, yeah. and then and he's like kind of leaning on his arm, all hunched over and faking and crying and everything. Yeah. And and Jack's like, "Oh, Mister Furley, we we'll take care of you or whatever." And then he does. He like looks up at us, like for the audience, like and has his yeah, juicy like- muggy grin. <laughs> Yeah, like breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, it's it's interesting because this is the first time we've ever seen a character on Three's Company be self-aware of the fact that they are about to pull off shenanigans. Mm. Yeah. It's usually they're like super straight. Yeah. Usually they're straight ahead. Like, you know, they play it straight. So this was really interesting. I was like, oh, God. And yet another version of Three's Company. <laughs> <sighs> But fine, whatever. You know, it's it's RF. Uh, he can do what he wants. I, I thought it was great. Yeah, and and that leads us to commercial. Oh, commercial! Yeah. Woo, commercials! Commercials. Anybody seen any? Uh, have anything they want to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> did I? Um, oh. Did I tell you, Matteo, that I'm an artist now? Oh yeah. What? Yeah. Since I entered. When? What kind of art are you making? I'm making a snow globe. Mm-hmm. I oh, entered. Oh, you um, did mention the snow yeah, globe. The call That's right. For artists for Trika's um, auction of snow globes. And they, so th- there's all these artists and me that are making snow globes that are going to get auctioned off for the, for Trika. Where Tucker works. Yeah, the it's mm-hmm. yeah, that's a it's um it's like a, it's like a school for kids. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, such a great organization. Well, so, what did yeah. you come up with for your snow globe? Do you I know what you're call doing? It, I call it Hard Candy Christmas, and it's uh-huh. a little. It, I can't decide about the house, but a little house, maybe a gingerbread house in the middle, and then okay. it's all like hard uh-huh. candies that are wrapped in starlight mints and stuff that come down in the snow globe. Wow. So you actually get to make the snow of the snow globe. Yeah. Well, I'm going to. I don't know what other people are going to do. They're probably just going to build the thing and then put snow in it. Oh, probably. Yeah. Did you guys get globes? Yes. Snow globes? or They're giving those to you. Yeah, they gave us. And it's big. It's a big one. It's like this. How big? It's like this. It's two-hander. Yeah. It's a two-hander. So it's got to be like what? Like... Seven eight inches. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I mean, it's like I don't a, really measure it's like those a small crystal things. ball. Like if <laughs> if you used a crystal ball instead of your balls to predict mm. next. It's interesting episode. that I know. Seven, I know exactly perfectly how long six, yeah. seven, eight, and nine inches is, and whether mm-hmm. it's a two anything hand before hand. or after that. I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> I know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, the point of the story is that now I'm an artist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And and does anybody get to uh, bid on these snow globes? Is that going to be online? I don't think it's going to be online. I think it's an event. It's an event. It's a thing. You just have to show up to the event. Yeah. Yeah. Trika's in an old uh, um, 
renovated old church and the big space upstairs, this huge The big sanctuary area is now just a ballroom. And I think they're going to turn it into a giant snow globe for the event. Fascinating. That's so cute. Things up there. So. Oh, that's great. Well, it's too bad because I think a lot of people in our audience would have liked to have had a chance to score your snow globe. But well, uh, I know. feel like I might auction off a chance for our, our audience to get their hands on my crystal balls. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, think that might be fun all over for yeah. everyone. Yeah, that might be a, a Christmas fundraiser that I do. They are cool I love it. At that time of year. Okay, Maddie, it's good. a Christmas time fundraiser. Get yeah. your hands all over my balls. <laughs> this is how we could fund the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. With balls. Oh, our follow-up. Yeah. Because I can't believe this, you guys, but like we've only got two seasons of the show left, and then... Two? And then that's what? it. What? Isn't there eight seasons? Yeah, seven seasons. Oh, it's only seven? It's seven. Hold on. No, no it's eight. No, there's eight. You got to scroll oh. over. JK. Boy, I was really feeling the pressure. We got to make this show better. Yeah. We're running out of time. Are we like, we're like halfway through now. Yeah. All right. A little bit more than halfway. But, but also like, um, I think we're probably, you know, every week I feel like we get just a scotch better. Mm. Um, Just a Pikachu. Just a little Pikachu. Just a little. A smidgerine. And so by the time we f- we finish, like we'll have perfected it and then it'll be time to close up shop. Yep. Uh-huh. So that's too bad. Yeah. Um, but we'll that's how it goes. Start all over. Then we start our Golden Girls podcast. Mm. Start, sorry, Adam, the Lanai. Mm. You're done. Like oh, there's like already a Golden, Golden Girls, Girls podcast? podcast. There's a ton of there's Golden gotta Girls. There's got to be like podcasts. thousands of them. Oh, there is. I got to find one. Uh, of Golden these. Girls oh, is boy. bigger than ever. Oh, it's huge right now. It's so big, so hot. Everyone loves the Golden Girls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shall we get back to this? And for good or do we have more? Let's do it. Oh, we can talk I more about, we were the talk about the Golden Girls. Sure. Go ahead. And for good reason. It's some of the best writing in television. Mm-hmm. It's great. Actually, I will say this. I don't think it's particularly great writing. It's not bad writing, but it's not great writing. But it's what they do. I've seen B. Arthur turn D-list jokes because she's she's triangulating them against all of her life experience and every delivery. And it, it, it she's able to create double and triple meanings out of things that aren't even there. Yeah. And and all the girls could do it because uh, they were just top of their game. The the one person who did get the most overt comedic lines that were out of control was Estelle Getty, but but also interestingly, Estelle Getty was the least uh, sort of logged miles of all the actresses yeah. on that show. Yeah. yeah, and so you're looking at three masterful deliveries of like I said, I and and I, I'll. I'll show you some episodes, Jinx, where, you're, where I'm like, this is a crappy line, and look oh, what she, yeah. look how she just turned this out. For sure. That's for me, sure. the magic no, of that right. show. Right. Amazing, amazing. I just, I just think it's beautifully crafted. Okay. And that was our Golden Girls podcast. And that was our mini Golden Girls podcast. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Three's Company. Okay. Now okay. we can go back to our original Family Ties plan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the apartment, 
Jack is entering from the kitchen with some coffee, mm-hmm. and uh, all three of them are just have been overwhelmed. Oh, they with are so worn out. RF's demands on their time. They're all just attention. lounging around and drinking coffee together. And uh, <laughs> oh, Chrissy's even doing his laundry. Yeah, and she's reading his underwear. Yeah, she has this thing about how something is written on his underwear. What does it say? If nobody's home, leave a message. Leave a message. I don't get it. I don't understand. Uh, You know, it makes a certain kind of sense, but nah, this isn't a good joke. It it doesn't make any sense. What kind of sense does it make? It makes sense in that the words are funny on underwear, so they just thought that was funny, but that's not... It's not a joke. No, it, it's it, not. Because what's the message? Like funny. a like a lip print or something? I mean, come on, right. get out of here. It's a real low point of the episode. It really is. They should <laughs> cut that out of Pluto at least. At least um, that that smacks of somebody in charge uh, who had an idea and that was going to no matter. What, what if he has something written on his underwear? What if it says? What if it says? <laughs> it says uh, it's like an answering machine. <laughs> uh, the kids love those than you put my joke in or i'm axing the show that's the studio <laughs> guy he's <laughs> like i have his great joke sounds a lot like it sounds a lot like bill hoban bill hoban uh, has taken over the studio oh and he's in disguise he's, the studio <laughs> he's put on a mustache okay. Oh, Guys, man. I'm just kidding. It's me. <laughs> it's me. Bill Bill Hoban. It's me, your old pal. You thought you got rid of me, but I'm back. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so, so um, they're all like, "Oh, you know what? What are we going to do about about RF? Right? You know, we're just going to have to one of us be with him all the time." <gasps> He's alone. No, no. So they all run to the. That door. was cute. That was that was very. Uh, like 80s movie. Mm-hmm. It was, but I was so ahead of it that I was like going insane by the time they finally. Yes. And, you know, they run to the door, they open it. And wouldn't you know it, RF is RF. standing there and he's he was a, all alone. He's got a little brown bottle. And he took the whole bottle. So <gasps> and they're like, so oh, my cute. God, pills. pills. And Jack's like, no. It's so cute. Pistachios. Pistachios. Remember when things came in tiny containers? And then. Oh, yeah. They're like, well, good thing it was only pistachios. And he says, yeah, this time. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows next time? <laughs> uh, Did you so, have like a neighbor or an auntie? who no matter what would collect those jars. Like she could never throw away a glass jar. Did you have any, yeah, do you know anybody me. like that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving we drink long. out of like pickle jars <laughs> and shit. Cause I just won't, I can't. No. Oh, but you actually use them. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm talking about people who like hoarded them in their garage and meant to do something with them. And then 30 years later, there's 7,000 empty jars in the garage. No, but one of my friends, when her mom died, she had been um, kind of like housebound. Even when she was healthier, she was kind of housebound. And so she ordered a lot of food. And the containers that it came in, like that black plastic tray with the clear plastic top. 
she washed yeah. and saved those. And when her mom died, she found a closet like packed full of takeout containers that her mom had saved. Whoa. And she just opened the door and she said it was like a cartoon. Like uh-huh. it was where they just kept pouring out of the and, closet. And what's so sad is that they all went to the garbage anyway. Yeah, they just yeah. hung out in the closet for a few years. Do you guys wash your garbage before you throw it in the trash? No, uh, it's garbage. I, I, I rinse the I have recycling a, I have a, things. I, I know somebody who, yeah. She rinses the recycling things. That's what she does. What? And then Philip saw her and then he started like rinsing the garbage. And I was like, <laughs> just throw it in the garbage. He's like, no, it's going to stink. I'm like, okay, fair enough. If it's going to be in the house. But like our garbage can is literally less than 10 feet from our front door. Yeah. So I'm like, just walk it out there. Just walk it out there. Why do you got to – don't waste the water. Like we're living in Southern California for heaven's sake. We're almost out of the water. Yeah, don't wash the trash. You can't wash the trash in LA. <laughs> Tucker says he washes trash. He's a trash washer. You're like a raccoon. Well, no, the yeah, recycling raccoon, says honey, to, to 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 not put any uh, food contaminant contaminated pro, uh, uh, things in the in the recycling. So, I like you know, I'll give it a swish around in the creamer thing and throw it in there. Or the milk, because I also don't want it to stink. So rinse out the milk. That is that is some fastidiousness. I mean, that's interesting. All right. Washing the trash. That's that's the sound. That's the sound of washing the trash. (laughs) Down down to the creek. Okay, whatever. Down down to the creek. What the hell is going on? Okay. Okay. So RF. Jesus. Okay, oh, so they're boy. like, oh, come in. And he wants his head rubbed. And so Janet starts rubbing his head. And he wants his legs elevated. And so Jack puts his legs up. And he needs Chrissy to find him some grapes. Yeah, and so grapes. she comes in and starts feeding him grapes. But she says, Ooh. she starts feeding him grapes. But she says, here's your grapey wapies. Yeah, Ugh. your grapey wapies. More baby talk. Yep. Well, it's not going to succeed his company after the episode unless someone's a sexy baby. Gotta have a sexy baby. Yeah. And I think uh, Furley starts to sense that they're about to lose it with him. Yeah, he knows that he's got like one final push here. Yeah. And so he says, I think I know what will cure me. Anything. And like, what? I'm so excited. And he says, throw me a party uh, with the crowd from the Regal Beagle there. Oh, and that's, right. that's who those people are. And who's the crowd from the Regal Beagle? Like all their gang from just the, the people Beagle, that hang out at the Regal Beagle. Just go down to the bar, not the corner bar, Fred. Not, not the, the corner, corner bar because the corner bar is where you beat them off with a stick. Beat them there. off with a stick. That's where you go to beat people off. Yeah, with a stick. It's Fred, Daphne, but Elma. That that's who hangs out at the Regal Beagle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You want to get those guys. So then, and and he wants them to invite lovely, delicate Nancy from from Bart's Brother office. Bart's <laughs> office. Okay, it's on. It's party, party time. I love when the kids. What do they say? They say they don't say throw. They a give party. a party. They give a party. Yeah. yeah. So they're giving they a party. 
on Three's Company, that's what they say. They are, Mrs. Roper would always say, we were going to give a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, give a party. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Um, so it's later, the party's going, and RF is decked out in his red suit. A red suit with a red kerchief around his neck and a blue oh, and he- white and red shirt. Yeah, I mean it's insane. Like he, I don't even know what to describe that look as. Amazing, like seventies magician, disco um, americana. Yeah, disco americana. Oh my god, I'm gonna work this look. <laughs> Just based on the name. Uh, Just based on the name. But RF is yeah. having a great time. Jack yeah, comes out with the hors d'oeuvres punch. and he's like, I'm having a great time, but oh, I don't know. I'm I sad. Know, it's so sad. And, um, and Larry's uh, slow dancing with a lady and there's no music. Yeah, there's couples all over the apartment. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, why isn't there music? Because there's been music at past parties. Well, they have and a Peter Frampton up, record. It, it comes up again. And I'm like, yeah, just put on some music. <laughs> we know put they have. Peter yeah, when Nancy wants to dance with Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Why no music? What a weird party. Yeah, it's a quiet party. So, uh, ding dong. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you know it? Chrissy goes to answer and Jack reminds her, this is probably Nancy. Right. The reason we're having this party is to make Furley look good to (laughs) Nancy. Play it up. Don't forget. Right. So she opens it up and Nancy enters. And this delicate flower... She looks like she looks like a Lonnie Anderson stunt hmm. double. Mm-hmm. She looks like yeah, like Lonnie Anderson, but like a fifty-year-old Lonnie Anderson stunt double. Yeah, she looks it's like Lonnie Anderson. That- like she looks like she's <clears throat> taking taking some hits to the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now she's a stunt. Wow! Double. She, of course, yeah. I mean, she's a stunt double. She's a stunt double. Okay, who's she? Tell us about well, her. Well, this lady, uh, this actress's name is Gloria Leroy. Born in 1925, she passed away just in 2018 at the Whoa. age of 92. Damn. Yeah, so if she, if she's born in 1925, in 1980, how old is she? 60-something? 65, is that right? Yeah, and when when she goes dancing in that little blue dress, I was like, this girl's got a little body yaddy on yeah. her. Uh, and sure enough, she starts out her career in vaudeville uh, sure. doing live burlesque. Oh, um, which I think is really, really cool. But uh, she ends up getting her she ends up getting her first part in 1968 uh, in some movie called The Night They Raided Minsky's. Uh, then she's on a bunch of television shows and some more movies. She's on Love American Style. She's in the TV version of – oh, no, no. She's in – wait. No, that can't be right. Well, Miracle on 34th Street – it says 1973, but that can't be right. So it's got to be a remake. Yeah, uh, she's yeah. on an episode of Gunsmoke, The Streets of San Francisco, Beretta, in an episode of Alice in 1977, One Day at a Time, All in the Family, Eight is Enough. Um, she's actually on an episode of The Ropers the same year she's in an episode of Three's Company, both in oh. 1980. So oh, interesting. Um, I didn't. I guess that show is still happening while we're while this is happening. She goes on to be in WKRP in Cincinnati. 
she's a regular on Hill Street Blues in the show. She actually does make an episode of The Golden Girls. It's the episode where Sophia goes to buy a peach but then has this crazy day where she <laughs> yeah. is part of this like crazy New Orleans band. Yeah, she does all kinds well, of crazy shows. Miss Gloria Leroy is one of the girls in Oh, yeah, in she's the band? one of the girls in the in the band. Nice. Um, oh, crazy! Yes. Okay, she's in an op- she's in an episode of Doogie Howser, Lois and Clark. She's in the TV series of Weird Science, but she's also in the Larry Sanders Show, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Married with Children, Third Rock from the Sun. She's in an episode of Saved by the Bell, new, the new class, which starred my friend mm-hmm. Dustin Diamond. Oh. Um, then she goes on to be in Dharma and Greg, an episode of Frasier. Also, Frasier is back on the air on Paramount Plus, yeah. and it is terrible. Is it? Uh, Malcolm in the Middle, Desperate Housewives, That's unfortunately. Terrible. Yeah, and then her last, um, her last sh- uh, credit is Getting On, which was a show um, on HBO, and she was in two episodes of that, so... Oh. And then she passed away in 2018. Crazy. She was in Sid and Nancy. Yeah, just and a huge Barfley. long career. She was in Barfly. Yeah, Barfly. Yeah, no, we Barfly. call it Barfly. Isn't it called Barfly? Yeah, it we is call called it, Barfly. Yeah, uh, which I, I love <laughs> that movie. But uh, yeah, we call it Barfly, and we pretend it's about a Barfly. It could be about a dog. Yeah, it's about a dog. Or it could be about a <laughs> detective. Yeah. Detective Jack Barfly. Jack Barfly. You know. Yeah, that's I like great. That. That's great. One other thing that I think on her, <laughs> get in here, in her filmography here that I think Jinx would maybe recognize is she was on an episode of Charmed. Who'd she play? She played old Brenda. Oh right, old Brenda. Oh cool. Huh. That's really cool. That is, Do you know who that is? No. no. Oh, I thought I'd quiz you on that. Old Brenda. Hmm. Guess you're not as big a Charmed fan as I thought. Isn't that Shannon? Shannon Doherty played Brenda, didn't she? She played Brenda on 90210. Oh, yeah. Not on Charmed. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. No. Gosh. I'm bad at this. Oh, that's too bad. It should have been the same character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just wanted to remember she has sisters with magical powers. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. And, and you, I was just in West Beverly, and I remembered I'm a witch. You have the Peach Pit <laughs> and P3. Oh, P3. You'd have all of them. I okay. made Tucker take me to the Charmed House once when we were in LA. Yeah, it was. Oh, it's so cute! It was such a oh, it was such a moment for me. It was so great. It was even better than the La Brea armpits. Ah, the La Brea armpits. That's not what that's called. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Well How dare you? The tar, the La Brea tar pits. How dare you? It's, um, it's national treasure. <laughs> World famous in Los Angeles. That's what they sound like. <laughs> Oh, okay, what ha- um, what's happening? They're at the party. Oh, Nancy's entered. Delicate, uh, delicate Nancy. Yeah, and she's like, hey! And she's very loud and very... Ah, she talks like this! Yeah. And she's, so she's very animated. She's got big boobs and big, huge blonde hair. And she takes like six hors d'oeuvres off the tray yeah. that Jack's holding. And then... She's yeah. a lot. Yeah, she's in a lot. <laughs> she's extra so they take her over uh, down to Furley and he goes oh Nancy what a surprise what a lovely surprise and she makes some joke and then cackles at her own joke like a psychopath for about 12 minutes yeah I don't remember the joke 
Me neither. Okay. I was just, it was just the laughing. Yeah. That was like, ah, oh, she's wonderful, Ralph. Oh, love she her. She is just great. So delicate. He's got such a great taste. So, um, and then she dances with Jack. I got here. She's like, yeah, she pulls Jack out to the dance floor. And this yeah. is the second time when someone's like, but there's no music. Right. This and I'm like, keeps going. Let's have some music, guys. <laughs> I don't know. Just put on some music. But that would ruin the recurring bit about right. there being no music at right, this party. Right. Which is not a bit. Is that it's why a they weird did thing. the joke? I think they're trying to make That's it a so bit, but they should have done dumb. more. Or maybe found a different bit that made sense yeah. and had music at the party. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, Thank you. It makes no sense. No. So This is, again, whoever's in charge of the show this week got that stupid other yeah. joke in and this whole dump bit. Too much coke in the room. Yeah. Always. It's bizarro, Hoban. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> Janet uh, asks Larry, oh, yeah, Janet's worried about Ralph. So she's like, Larry, I need you to make a toast. She takes him away from his uh, partner that he's still dancing with. And she's like, I need you to make a toast to, to Mr. Furley and make him sound – Make him feel good about himself. Make it sound like we love him. Yeah. And so Larry tries and he can't he can't get through it without laughing. Yeah, he just keeps breaking up. And so finally Jack steps in and gives this really heartfelt yeah. dedication to Jack, to to Furley and and then so then Jack and Janet go to the kitchen to get more hors d'oeuvres or something yeah. like that. And Larry, they're laying out those little petit fours yeah. for dessert. That's right. And Larry enters, and he's just laughing, and uh, he's like, "Oh, he's telling Nancy all about the uh, oh, he's going to get gas. the gas or whatever." And they're like, "Oh no, he's and, talking about ending it again." Yeah, and Larry's like, "Why well, he's going to the dentist?" What? Oh no! They immediately put it together. Immediately yeah. put it together. Yeah. They've been had, and now they have to get revenge. Now they have to. It's get the revenge. only way to yeah. handle things in a sitcom. That's how you. You do must it. seek vengeance. <laughs> yeah, this is like Tarantino's Three's <laughs> Company. So, uh, uh, Ralph comes in. And Janet's about to be like, she starts she's to about confront to, him. yeah, she's going to confront him. And Jack's like, no, wait. And he's like, here, let's have a drink, Mr. Furley. And he gives him a, a glass of wine, <sighs> or champagne or whatever it is. And they're like, here, here's to you, blah, blah, blah. And they drink, or no, just Furley drinks. And Jack sets his down. He's like. Is it okay? And he's like, yeah. He goes, oh, good. They told me the poison would be painless. Poison? Don Knotts goes, Don Knotts. eyes pop out of his Don Knotts stuff. All over the place. And they're like, maybe one way to counteract the poison is to hop up and down. But not in here. Out there where there's more room. In the living room. And so they go out there and he's hopping for his life. And he's looking Literally, like a they're fool. saying it's not as funny for you to do this in the kitchen. Let's go out to the to the to the living room. Everybody else, 
to do this unmotivated bit. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, this is it. I'm going. And he lays down on the couch. <laughs> he's making a big, like, how when you were a kid and you pretended you were getting shot. Yeah. He's making a huge deal out of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd make a huge well, it's deal a huge if I deal. got shot. Sure. Yeah. But I mean. But he's he's, he's really dramatic, dramatic about it. And he's like, all I wanted was some affection, and now it's too late. Nancy oh. won't want anything to do with me. Yeah. And and Jack says, mind you, she's right there. Yeah, right. She's right. So everybody's here. Everybody hears this, and Jack says, no, it's not. It's not too late. There was nothing in that wine. And uh, Larry's still. He laughing. says, you know, you did a number on us, so we did a number on you. They did a number on each other, you guys. <laughs> yeah. They really did mm-hmm. a number on each other. Yes. And what, uh, what number? Two. Number two. Number two. No, but that's that's whole Chrissy's stupid I, joke. I feel like that's what, what they did what on us. Yeah, Chrissy's – oh, God. I hate Chrissy's – Horses, you know what? Horses what? What? <laughs> what? Oh, but God. what is it? But I'm stupid. <clears throat> oh, Chrissy. And uh, it turns out, you know – Nancy likes it. She likes Ralph for yeah. some reason. She and uh, because he admitted oh, because that he needed he's, love. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He was vulnerable. Yeah. Which is hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's hot. And so she but snuggles does him his, to her bosom. Her bosom. Which is so good. He does this so well. The timing's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's pitch. He's so good. Yeah. Don Knotts is so good. Yeah. And I, it's so sad because I feel like this whole cast, Larry – I mean, everybody in this cast like deserved better writers oh, instead yeah. of whatever like coked out party was happening over there every week. Oh man! Oh, but I love it. I love oh, it. Yeah. I love their coked out party scripts. No, Yay! I love it. Yeah, and Philly <laughs> says, "I told you she was crazy about me." I told and then you she lays back down on her chest. So cute. And that's the so end of the cute. episode. And then there's the tag. Wait, there's a tag. There's yeah. a tag. They're in the kitchen. Oh, we didn't get the tag on Pluto. And they're finishing cleaning up from the party. And it's they have adorable because they cleaned the whole house and made coffee. Yeah. Like, isn't that cute? That's when no one does that after a party. I love that. And no, it's, it's all cleaned up. And they take their coffees into uh, to sit on the couch. And um, they're like, oh, you know. And they start talking about feeling down. Like, I mean, you felt that way. Oh, yeah, I felt that way. And you're like, what do you do, Chrissy? And Chrissy oh. says, oh, I carry a poem with me. I carry an uplifting poem and or an I, inspirational poem. Yeah, and I, I read it every time. I'm, and she's, <laughs> Janet says, you, you, uh, you, you read it and it helps you get rid of your blues? That's what Janet says. Yeah. And she says, yeah. And they're like, well, can we hear it? She's like, really? You really want to hear my, the like, poem? Like really she wrote it or something. Like she's acting like, oh, okay. And so she goes and gets it and she reads it and it's this. You can run from love. You can run from war. You can run from the cop on the beat. You can run from danger. You can run from a stranger. But you can't run away from your feet. And then they all laugh. And she says, it works every time. Because they all laugh at how stupid it is. Yeah. And she says, yeah, it works every time. That's it. And it's the worst poem. Like, who? come on, guys. Oh. Use the cocaine to your advantage and come up with, like, (laughs) 
more <laughs> options. Maybe. Do you know how long it took somebody to work on that? Oh, like for sure. too long. For sure. They were putting it together. Like, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Stranger danger. Hold on. I've almost got it. I've almost got it, you guys. That sounds like a, you know what it sounds like? It would be a perfect bit for Sesame Street. Mm. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. And it would have like that mm-hmm. one cop Muppet yeah. would, be, would just walk by and be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that guy. Uh, that that cop Muppet? Cop I don't want to. Hey. I don't know why, but I. I had some, I, I had feelings for that cop Muppet. Hmm. Oh. I think it's kind of hot. Do you know what Muppet yeah. I identify with most, I think? Because he was all angled. No. The guy that is always ordering soup from Grover mm-hmm. and is anxious and can't get anything yeah. right. And I feel like that guy all the time. Yeah, he's the most relatable. Oh, I he's love definitely, that guy. I identify with that guy a yeah. lot. Just exasperating. It's just exa- oh, everything living. is so frustrating. It is. Oh, I get it. Okay. Get it. And that guy deals with it. You know, he just yeah. goes on. All you okay. Can do. All right. That's not what we're here to talk about. Nadia, what'd you think of this episode? What do you give it? You know, I thought it was pretty funny, top to bottom. Uh, loved RF. Just because it has RF in it, I'm already going to give it four. But. I think I think it's one of my my more recently one of the episodes I've liked the best. I'm gonna give this four point one one Dominomini booze. I don't know where out my scale one? is anymore, but that's the number. Out of four? Out of five? Out of four? Out of four? Four point? I don't remember. You've but you know what? Point, it, it's good. <clears throat> so you're doing okay. Three point nine. Okay. Three point nine two. Okay. Dominomini booze nine, for me. Two out of four. Okay. There you go. Boom. 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 I'm going to go three and a quarter stars. Three and a quarter stars out of four. Yeah. All right. I thought it was, I thought it was delightful. Uh I liked that it was fairly centric. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought the clothes were cute. I liked that Larry was sprinkled Mm -hmm. in. Like it had Mm -hmm. everything you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm going to give it a solid, you know, four out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Good episode. Not bad. Now, next week's season finale. Season finale. Oh, boy. I actually did remember this one. Like, before I read the description, I was like, oh, I remember this one. No, I got to really give my balls a good polish over here. Polish them up. Rub-a-dub-dub. It is called Jack's Graduation. (gasps) Oh, What? After four seasons, he's finally going to be done with that school. <laughs> yeah. He's been a cooking Gee student whiz. for so long. I feel like for this week, uh, Jack's graduation, they're going to try to su- plan a surprise party. And, of course, he misunderstands everything they're trying to do and he thinks they're trying to get rid of him now that he's graduating. I guess they don't feel like he needs to be in the apartment anymore. <sighs> At least that's what he thinks. They're trying to get rid so of him. So he tries to pack up. And leave before they can give him his party. And uh, Larry's got to convince him to stay. <laughs> I love it. I, I love a little Lair action. I think it sounds great. Oh, boy. Great. And didn't they, isn't there, wait, isn't there an episode where this happens? The party's actually for Jack? Oh. 
Uh, probably we, it did have, happen. We, have we already done that? Uh, who you knows? know what? They're not above doing it again. No, you're right. They so, would do it again. They no, would do it again no, no. They yeah. wouldn't remember. Yeah. I, in fact, how about this? I'll make this prediction today. Ten bucks says before the show is done, we shampoo those carpets twice more. Mm. Boom. Oh. Take it to oh, the bank. Yeah. Take it to shampoos. the bank. Okay, two more shampoos. Let's Take keep an eye out. Take it to the bank. I could have said one more and been safe, but I'm no, going to. Going yeah. I'm going to. Putting all your cards on the table. I know when to hold your balls. I know when to fold them, too. Your, your balls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the puppetry of the penis guys knew when to fold them. They did know when to fold them. Oh, they gross. They knew just how to fold this, them. I don't find that entertaining. No. No, because it reminds me that being gay is all about being into penises, which is the stupidest thing. It's embarrassing. I hate that part of it. I hate that part of it. Yeah, you should. Like, that's a weird, come on. It's a weird thing. I don't mind dressing well and and cooking good stuff and having a nice place to live with the decor skills. I like all that. But the into the penis thing is embarrassing. Terrible. penis part. Penises. You guys, you just love them so much. So dumb. (laughs) I mean, gay, straight, you love them. Oh, well, boy. everybody, we're not a penis podcast. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Tune in next week when we talk about that's, penises. That's, <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> On oh, the God. penis pod. Penis That's what we call it. Oh, my God. Tucker and I made up a cartoon called called Weenie and Peen. Weenie and Peen. Oh, I love it. It's a hit. It's a hit. I love Weenie and Peen. The animation's a little rudimentary. Yeah, a little rudimentary on the animation. But they're they're super cute characters. They're best friends. Weenie and Peen. So funny. Yeah. Weenie and Peen. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's, what are we going to toast? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, here's to Weenie and Peen. May it be a great Next success. Next year's no, greatest. Okay. What are we going to toast? I'm going to start. I'm going to start writing episodes. Oh, all right. All right. Weenie to Weenie and Peen. Thank you.